It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake so tell me Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 218 And today, we're finally getting to some Cowboys talk It's been long overdue about what they should do in the offseason, what they should do with Dak Prescott. We'll briefly talk about the whole speculation of Russell Wilson having teams that he would like to go to if he was traded and the Cowboys being one of them and how that would transpire with Dak Prescott. I'll briefly talk about that because I really don't think there's much to it and the Cowboys have already shut down those rumors, but I'll give my opinion on it and... um yeah, well, we'll talk more about what they should do this offseason with other players other than Dak because there's a lot to go through, a lot of players where I think they should go, a lot of guys they should sign, and ultimately what the main thing is that they need to do. Priority number one is Dak Prescott, but the last thing on this list is actually probably the most important out of anything because it does domino effect into Dak Prescott. So thank you for joining us on the Bubble Let Sports Podcast today. I've been loving all the support lately, especially with the tough schedule, but um, on my day off. So hopefully these next few days brings a lot of content to this channel. Um, 94 subscribers. We did lose another one today. Man, you know, it'd it be your own, right? You know, the real ones stay though. Real ones stay. You know who you are. But 94 subscribers on YouTube, so we're six away from 100, and we're well over 2,000 listens on all audio platforms, which is really nice to see. Man, we're just going to continue it. I'm loving what I do here, so nothing's going to change. You know, I'm going to try my best, and as we get closer and closer to the draft, I think our our, um, episodes and all the content that comes out is going to be really nice. So, hope you're having a fantastic day, except... If you're a person that puts the milk before the cereal, you need help. Anyways, Dallas Cowboys 2021 offseason. Let's get right into it. There are seven things on this list that I did research on, and I made sure that these are what come to mind when I think about the Dallas Cowboys in 2021. Number one, because even though it's the most important, it's the most obvious, it's to sign Dak Prescott. Look, Last week, it was they're most likely going to sign him to the franchise tag. A few days go by, the Russell Wilson talks come along about the trade and what it would take for Russell Wilson to come to Dallas, and then those were completely shut down. Now, as of the last few days, it has been reported that they are making progress. Dak Prescott is in the star for majority of this week doing rehab on his ankle. He's most likely to be good to go 100% in April, so that's really good to see. Get him in time for OTAs, for preseason, for all the workouts. It'll be nice to see Dak Prescott in pads and ready to go throwing that football. He's just been so graceful throughout this whole process, and the way that he has portrayed himself has been nothing but great to the Cowboys organization, and he deserves his money. Not only for the fact that he's earned it by his play on the field and what he brings to the table as far as a leader in the locker room, but the way that this free agent slash QB market is now heading, the salary cap will now come down for 2021, but it'll inflate heavily over the next few years. When we think about, I just saw someone talk about how Josh Allen is looking to extend in the near future. Well, think about Josh Allen. If if I personally 
have Josh Allen above Dak Prescott on my list of the 2020 uh, QBs, then it just makes sense that Josh Allen would make more money in free agency or just in a contract than Dak Prescott would. So let's look at two or three years down the road when Josh Allen needs to get that extension. $40 million is going to feel like nothing compared to $45 million, $50 million to what we're going to see in the future. Let's say like four or five years down the road when Trevor Lawrence is balling out in Jacksonville and whether he stays in Jacksonville or not, he is going to have a high price tag to him. And if you don't think that that high price tag is going to be above $40 million with the salary cap being high, with the inflation, with all the money that's coming in for the NFL, that means more money to the teams. If that doesn't mean more than $40 million, then what do you know football, right? Because a few years ago when we thought about Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and we're like, that's way too much money. Well, that's when Dak Prescott could have gotten signed as well at $32 million, $34, $35 million for the same amount of time that he was asking for right now. And we would have been like, nowadays, we would have been like, well, that's that's pretty good. You know, now it's like the number is 40, 45, but we got our guy at 35. Great. And it's right before we have to give a lot more money. But by then we have plenty of salary cap to work with because we know what's coming. We've seen what Kansas City has done with Patrick Mahomes, a team-friendly deals. We've seen it. And all these great teams are making these team-friendly deals because they know that they are committed, saying, as long as we don't break the bank and you guys understand that because we are not paying you as much, it's going to lead to success on the field, then we're in good hands. We don't need to worry about the salary cap, even if we give Patrick Mahomes all this money. Because as we break it down... Well, it's going to be fine. So if Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are saying, well, we want you for one more year because we don't want to pay you again, well, then you're setting a bad example of paying him now. And I think this whole process that has gone on about over the last few years, ah, he's, he's got to prove it. We're not ready to give him an extension. We've been in talks, but it's just not working out. And time and time again, we're seeing that it's been a mistake for the Cowboys. It's happened twice in the past two years where we don't sign him when we couldn't have gotten him for a better deal. So why make that mistake one more time? Because if you continuously do this, why would he want to stay? I, I'm, I'm so glad that Dak Prescott still wants to be a Cowboy because that's his lifelong dream, and he wants to bring a title to Dallas. But you got to put your foot down at some point if you're Dak Prescott and say, I'm not budging anymore. This is the deal. Take it or leave it. I'm gladly going to go somewhere else and get my money. And probably win a Super Bowl there over here. It's plain and simple. I, I, I don't want the argument anymore that Dak Prescott doesn't deserve this money or that he's not worth the $40 million. You go into a draft, especially this year's draft, where there's really good quarterbacks. Every year there's really good quarterbacks, three or four on hand. There's one guy where you think he is the guy. He is the the guaranteed franchise quarterback this year that's trevor lawrence any guy under that whether it's zach wilson trey lance mac jones justin fields whatever your opinion is on it i think they're great quarterbacks i think they're really fun they're interesting and anybody that's needing a quarterback well they're gonna look into that of course they are because they desperately need that position 
The Cowboys don't desperately need that position to be filled. You have your guy. How hard is it to find your guy? Have we not learned anything from like the late 90s to the early 2010s to where you had nobody and Tony Romo was the savior? And you were lucky to have Tony Romo because he was just some guy from Eastern Illinois. He wasn't a first rounder. He wasn't a top overall pick. Have we not learned from the 2010s to the 2020s that every single quarterback that has been the first round draft pick, you're like top 10, top five, whatever, has not been on the same team. Like, have we not learned from it? Like the number one overall draft picks are nowhere near their same teams. Carson Wentz is the latest example of it. He had an amazing start to his career in Philly. Injuries happen. The contract is really bad when you look at it now. But in that time, if Carson Wentz never got hurt, who knows what would have happened with Carson Wentz and this Philadelphia Eagles team. That contract would have been great. Do I think he got overpaid? Maybe a little. But we go back to the same argument that the quarterback position is the hardest position to fill. And if you're just going to take that chance in the first round to where we've seen it time and time again that it just doesn't work out, and if you're lucky, which, by the way, the Cowboys have not been lucky at all since, like, 1995, why would you take that chance when you have a definite franchise Hall of Famer guy, potentially, in Dak Prescott? You sign him to this deal. You sign him immediately. Because if I see this franchise tag be put on him for, like, $37 million, that's ridiculous because we're back to the same argument next year of, wow, we don't sign him. Wow, we haven't signed him. And one day, maybe Dak Prescott just wakes up and says, I'm out of here. They don't pay me. They don't believe in me. I believe in myself. I'm going somewhere else. Sign Dak Prescott immediately. That is priority number one. Once that gets done, let's look at some other free agents on the team that should be re-signed. The first one that comes to mind is going to be Joe Looney. Great backup. If he wants to continue to play for the next few years, I think you sign him for the, as long as he wants to play. Maybe a two-year deal is suffice. But I think with the development of Tyler Biotish, he's going to be your starter, uh, starting center, day one, week one. Now, we did see that he needed surgery, and he had some, some injuries late in the year last year. So Joe Looney did come in, and I think he did a fantastic job. He's a great person lovable guy in the locker room if you listen to 105.3 the fan you just hear him always preaching and just being a positive outlook on life type of guy and I think the locker room definitely needs that he makes everybody laugh Joe Looney is a really underappreciated guy not just on the Cowboys but in the NFL and as a backup he is solid the next guy I would sign is C.J. Goodwin. Maybe I could see him get some reps in the secondary with the, the troubling times that they are having in that secondary. Now, with a new coaching staff on defense, maybe they look into C.J. Goodwin, who's mostly a special teams guy, so he definitely has a job right there. But if you want to use him in the secondary, I think it's definitely worth taking a look at um, with some of the guys that I would cut that I'll get into in a second. Antoine Woods, they did kind of a similar thing last year. Very cheap deal, one-year deal. He is a very solid number two defensive tackle. I think with the development of Neville Gallimore and really what we saw early on with Tristan Hill before the injury that took him out for the rest of the year, I think those two guys, very young, very prosperous, 
they can take over at that position and Antoine Woods will be the second to third down defensive tackle that can really bring some menace inside of the line and bring that fire that we were seeing two years ago. You know, he really came up and proved himself. Antoine Woods is really solid, kind of like a Joe Looney on the opposite side, but you can get him cheap again. If he wants to ask for money, send him to the Raiders. Apparently they like the, the Cowboys uh, seconds or sloppy seconds. The other guys that I would sign on that defense, and they're going to be on this defensive end, uh, defensive line, excuse me, Eli Onku and Rondell Carter. I didn't see a lot of them last year, and I wanted to. You know, they signed them very late in the season, and even though they didn't get many reps, I feel like their builds, their their frames, are very similar to what we saw in David Irving or in some of these other lengthy, very talented, athletic guys. So. I can't really judge whether or not these guys should come back, but I want to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more. Now, will I be okay with them leaving? Yeah, because you'll have Antoine Woods. Gerald McCoy will most likely sign back with the Cowboys due to that injury last year before the season even started. I see the Cowboys re-signing Alden Smith. Uh, I see them keeping Randy Gregory. So there is some depth to this defensive line that finally has come together. And they definitely should have a better year this year than they would last year under Dan Quinn. It was kind of surprising under Jim Tomsulu that they never really got it together. But I'm very positive and optimistic when it comes to this defensive line because they do have some talent and the names really shine positively in my mind. Eli Onku and, and Carter, I want to see them a little bit more before I make a, a really solid judgment of where they should be on the Cowboys roster. Uh, finally, uh, well, there's two more names. Cedric Wilson on offense is an absolutely underappreciated wide receiver. This is a type of guy that I think deserves to get good money no matter where it is. And I feel like he should get most of the reps. This guy is not a number one receiver. I understand that and I completely agree. But this man showed glimpses of... Not only being a, a kick or punt returner, which I don't think that fits his mold, but as a number two, number three guy, maybe put him in the slot, maybe put him on a screen, just give him something to where on a third cornerback matchup really favors Wilson. I think the Seattle game was the best example of that. He had two touchdowns in that game. I was very happy to see that they were utilizing him. He has great speed. He has great agility. His route running is really good. He's got a really good frame. He's lengthy. I don't think the Cowboys use him enough. And I understand that with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb now as the big three in Dallas, Cedric Wilson's kind of left out. And I don't think that's really a good thing. So if I'm Wilson, I, I will definitely look into free agency. But if the Cowboys say, and Kellen Moore comes up to you and says, hey, man, I understand that you're maybe not getting as many reps as you'd like. And we loved you coming out of Boise State. We love Boise State, guys, as always. This year, I promise you, you will have more to offer to this offense. We're going to be electric. As soon as we sign Dak, we're going to be the best offense in the NFL. Because we have all the studs coming back. We have everybody healthy. And this offensive line is going to be better, hopefully, if they stay healthy. But you will be a very good part to the success of this offense. 
I'm staying in Dallas if I'm Cedric Wilson because that will succeed. But if they say you're really going to do the same thing as you did last year, I'm leaving and I'm going to a team that desperately needs a number two and number three because he fits that and I want him to succeed. I want him to be somewhere else and have a great rest of his career. Loved him out of college. I loved his film. And the injury in his rookie season really altered where his potential would go. But I think last year really showed that he has a lot to offer, not just to the Cowboys, but to any team that desperately needs a wide receiver. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm using Wilson, and I'm signing him to a good long-term deal. Lastly, Jordan Lewis. Now, this is one of the few guys in this defense that I would re-sign because when it came down to putting Mike Nolan on the hot seat last year, Jordan Lewis was the only guy, really, to me, that showed he wanted to be here. He wanted to be in Dallas. Every other guy that was like, you, you might lose your job. You, you, We gave you this money or we might give you this money. Jordan Lewis was the only guy that really stepped up to the plate and elevated his game in the last two months of the season. You didn't see that in some of the other guys that we'll name in a second. But Jordan Lewis, other than that dumb mistake in Week 17 against the Giants where he headbutted the guy and got the penalty, that was a really stupid mistake. But... As Cowboys fans, we know the deal with Chris Richard and not playing Jordan Lewis. And when they did play Jordan Lewis, he was actually getting some turnovers. This defense did really kind of, not upgraded, but um, improved as far as the turnover margin goes. They started getting some interceptions, some fumbles late in the year, which was just like seeing a unicorn in real life. Jordan Lewis contributed to that. And... Maybe move him around the field a little bit. I don't think he, he is mainly a slot guy. But maybe move him around. Maybe give the spot that you would give Anthony Brown or Chidobe Wujie and see where he goes. I still think that with Jordan Lewis, he's not... Well, after this draft, I don't even think he's going to be the third best corner on this team because I think Reggie Robinson deserves some credit and deserves some playing time. And with the free agency market that could develop for the Cowboys in the secondary, Jordan Lewis will be kind of like the Cedric Wilson of that defense. But I think that's fine. I think if Jordan Lewis is your worst corner, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So those are the guys I would sign. Number three on this list, I'm letting these guys walk. They're unrestricted free agents, and they're looking to get some money, whether that's in Dallas or somewhere else. The first guy I let walk... On this defensive line, one of two is Tyron Crawford. A great guy and loved by the Cowboys. He's been with the Cowboys for a very, very long time. And he got that extension four years ago, I would say. Dealt with some injuries. And when he was healthy, was never really a playmaker or difference maker on this defense. So it it might hurt Jerry Jones to let him go. As a Cowboys fan that's seen some young guys and some other guys that have earned their spot on that defensive line, I'm okay with letting Tyron Crawford go. Another guy that I would let go, but I do think the Cowboys keep him, is Alden Smith. It had nothing to do with his play on the field. I wasn't that impressed past the first month of the season by his play. Like the Cleveland Browns game was a game that he missed a lot of tackles and had a lot of opportunities to make a play. And then throughout the year, he was good, not great. 
it's nice to see Alden Smith get back into the league and find some consistency in his life. You did see some times when he was doing interviews late in that year, especially after the frustration and the the losing streak that the Cowboys were on, that he was frustrated, that he was fed up with the BS, and he even said that. He was quoted by that, that he was fed up with the BS. There's a lot of BS in this league, on this team, and he just seemed like out of it. That's a red flag to me that maybe the Dallas Cowboys isn't the place for him to go and maybe an easier spot to where he doesn't need that responsibility or that level of pressure is easier for him. So I think this is more of a mental thing for Alden Smith. That's why he won't work out in Dallas. They love him and they want to keep him based on the stats last year, but I want to see him walk. Unfortunately, I, I think that Alden Smith will not be nowhere near the best defensive end or defensive lineman on this team. We move to the secondary, and it's pretty easy for me. Like I just said about Jordan Lewis, these guys did not live up to the potential. They didn't pass the test. When backs against the wall, how did you perform? Chidobi Wujie dealt with a lot of injuries over the last few years, and his play has been really bad. He He's a mismatch for any wide receiver that's taller than him, that's stronger than him, and that's over 95% of the league. Chidobi Uji had a great rookie year, first year under the Cowboys, but after that, man, it's just been a disappointment for Chidobi Uji. Xavier Woods as well, he finally got his opportunity to be a starting safety for the Cowboys last year, and I didn't mind it. I mean, it was a guy that's only worth like $2 million, from his time from the Cowboys in his previous contract. And that was fine with me. The Cowboys don't value the safety position at all. And Xavier Woods was kind of just the lone man, like the lone survivor. And they were very lucky that Donovan Wilson really just showed out last year. And Xavier Woods never had that. The stats will show you that he he was one of the most efficient safeties in the NFL Look, from the eye test, from just watching film and watching these games, Xavier Woods does not bring a level of play to that safety position that you would like. And especially with the talent that has come out of college over the last few years and what we see in the free agency market for safeties coming up very soon. Like, I can just name some names of the 2021 free agent safeties. And it's a good list. Anthony Harris, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Trey Boston, who was released by the Carolina Panthers just a week ago, I think could fit really well with the Dallas Cowboys. We also can look at Malik Hooker, who is a stud for me out of Ohio State and has done really well when he is healthy on the Indianapolis Colts. And then we got to look at the factor of of Dan Quinn from Atlanta. You have Keanu Neal that was from Atlanta, and you also have Ricardo Allen from Atlanta. These guys have that connection with Dan Quinn, so they can easily find their way to Dallas because... Really, the main question is, is Xavier Woods worth over $20 million to be a starting safety in the NFL? And I say absolutely fucking not. I'm paying these other guys $25 million. I would gladly play Justin Simmons $25 million to play safety for the Dallas Cowboys alongside Donovan Wilson and and, and an improved cornerback position that now includes the possible Patrick Sertan and Trevon Diggs under his second year. 
this secondary can vastly improve if you just get one of these safeties. If you want to go for Trey Boston, who's going to be cheaper because he's not to the level of Justin Simmons, I'm fine with that as well because it is an upgrade from Xavier Woods and Darian Thompson. If at all you don't go for free agency and you want to stick with somebody inside, give Reggie Robinson a fucking chance, man. That man has been developing over the last season and they just brought in some practice squad guys that maybe had worked under the system for a week and did and got the start over Reggie Robinson. So that either tells me that Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan never believed in Reggie Robinson or Reggie Robinson is not that good. But if he's not that good, why not let him go like haha Clinton Dix? That's what I'm saying. If he was that bad and you never played him and you'd rather play a guy from the practice squad, why keep him on the roster? That's all I'm saying. But under Dan Quinn, I hope to see that Reggie Robinson finally has an opportunity. Or if you want to go for a guy in free agency, if you're Dan Quinn, I'm definitely going for either one of those two from Atlanta or some of those other guys that I named off that list. So I'm definitely off of Jado Awujie. I'm definitely off of Xavier Woods. This one hurts a little bit, but honestly, I've had enough time to to offer my condolences. But Sean Lee, let, let's let's just call it a day, man. Let's call it a day. You are not the same player. You're not as fast. You're not as athletic. The injuries are just too much to ask for, and Lane Vanderish is right behind you with that. But Sean, I promise you that you will have a better career as a coach over a player. You can't get hurt as a coach. It's well, it's still possible, but not as possible as a as a player. It's time to move on. Th- this this is just another case of the Cowboys not knowing when to let go. It is Des Bryant. It is oh my god. Uh, let me just name an, uh, a few. Um, De- Des Bryant. We had a couple of guys in the secondary. Uh, some offensive linemen. And, I mean, they're doing it now with a lot of guys. But Sean Lee is, is atop that list. Look, man, the injuries worry me. And if he has another hamstring issue, I swear I'm going to uh, – I'm, I'm just going to bash my head into the wall because this man is it's a walking plate of glass. But he's one of the smartest guys this Cowboys organization has ever seen. And I know that he loves the game of football. And he loves playing for the Dallas Cowboys. And he wants to just have a great season where he's fully healthy. But it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's not happening. Let's let's face the reality of it. If the Cowboys want to go up to, the, to Sean Lee and say, Look, man, we're not going to let you play anymore. You can go play somewhere else. But just know that as soon as you want to be a coach, you want to start off as a linebacker's court, a coach, or a defensive assistant coach, we have a job for you. We will give you that job right now because you are a smart, intelligent mind when it comes to football IQ, and you will help anybody that comes through this locker room. But just know that as a player, we can't do this anymore. So I'm letting him walk as a player, but I'm letting that door open wide open if he wants to be a coach in the NFL because Sean Lee will be the next great defensive mind in football if he continues on the path of being a coach in the NFL. 
Lastly, Andy Dalton, I, I don't think it's a surprise here. With his play in Week 17, it was atrocious, and it was an embarrassment, and it epitomizes his entire career as a just a, a, nor, a average quarterback, an average Joe. And there's nothing special about Andy Dalton. That's why he never succeeded in Cincinnati, and that's why he didn't succeed in Week 17 against the New York Giants. Gary Gilbert is my backup quarterback, plain and simple. I think he played well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a guy that's under the system for a second year, Kellen Moore is going to be working with him. I think he's going to be fine. I take him over an old Andy Dalton any day. Number four on this list is these guys I would want to trade. Small list, but you've heard some of these names before. Um, let's just go through the ones I haven't named. Anthony Brown has a few more years left on his contract. Is probably one of the worst cornerbacks on this team. I'm only sticking with Jordan Lewis. Anybody else can get the hell out of this locker room. So I don't know what market there is for Anthony Brown. If I'm actually a good team, I'm not looking into Anthony Brown. But there are some desperate teams out there that need a cornerback and need to fill the position. So Anthony Brown, just take him for a third rounder. I don't care. Maybe another player. But just get him out of here, please. Connor Williams is definitely the worst offensive lineman on this team that is starting. Look, we can name Cameron Irving. Um, who's Terrence Steele? Jesus Christ, that man started for most of the year. He's Connor Williams is worse than Terrence Steele. And I'm one of those people that doesn't think that Connor Williams even though he had his best year last year and stayed healthy, is a starting lineman in the NFL. This man is getting thrown around by everybody. And his pass protection is terrible. It's not to the level that you would want on this Cowboys offensive line. You have Lyle Collins coming back. You have a young stud center in Tyler Biotish. Zach Martin... If he wants to play till he's 50, as long as he plays like he did last year, that man could have all the money in the fucking world. That is fine. And eventually, coming up very soon, we need to think about what we're going to do with Tyron Smith because the injuries are piling up. His back, his neck are just an issue. And it's coming down to the wire. It's coming down to the end of the road for Tyron Smith. I hope that he stays healthy for this next season just to end on on a high note. But we really got to consider what we're going to do on that left side. On the guard position, I'm letting Connor Williams go. Getting him on a trade, I think there's higher value for him. Maybe a second rounder or two third rounders, whatever. I'm starting Connor McGovern. I, if you're an OG to this podcast, you know that I love Connor McGovern. And he actually got his opportunity last year. He pl- outplayed Connor Williams when Connor Williams was out. I think Connor Williams is worse for the Cowboys if he starts. If you want him as a backup, fine. Go right ahead. But Connor McGovern deserves to start at left guard. He's bigger, he's stronger, and he can protect better on running and passing. There you go. Jalen Smith, please get him the hell out of Dallas. This is another name where the Cowboys just don't know when to say no. They gave him the extension way too early when they should have signed Dak. I love the story. We all love the story, right? We love the story of him having that injury at Notre Dame and not playing his first year. They let him rehab and rehab till he's 100%. But there's nerve damage. There is complete damage to that knee. 
He has never been the same since. We saw glimpses of it. We saw moments of him and Lane Vanderish coming together as one of the youngest groups of linebackers that could dominate this league. We're still living off that high. Jerry Jones is still living off those moments. And, and guess what? He, he does that a lot. He's still living in the 90s. He's still living in, in the glory days. We're still living in the glory days of Jalen Smith. They're gone. They're so far gone. No Drake pun there. Jalen Smith is not going to last in this league. Even if he gets traded somewhere else, he's not a starting linebacker anybody uh, anywhere else. He's still worthy of being on a roster, but his play, man, his awareness has gone down. His first step, his quickness, his acceleration, all of these tangible things that we can see on film, all these Madden ratings, if you want to say that, have gone down tremendously. And it's it's sad to see because I love the story and I cried when I saw the video of him getting drafted. It hurts because I, we all saw the potential in Jalen Smith that he could be a star stud linebacker in this league. But he's not, he's not ready to be a leader. He's not ready to be a play caller. And even when he's not a play caller, he still looks lost out there when he just has one simple job. Like the Mike Nolan system... Got as easy as it could late in the year. And I I can understand if it's difficult at first, but when we're in week 10, week 11, and we're still making the same mistakes we did week one, that's a problem for me. And that's what Jalen Smith and Lane Vanderesh have done this past season. I, I'm done giving Jalen Smith some chances, give him the benefit of the doubt. You can still get something out of him right now because that contract isn't the worst thing in the world. And like I said, desperate need for linebackers are wanted in this league. Just move on from Jalen Smith. Let's not make it another Des Bryant. Let's not make it another Sean Lee and, and Tyron Crawford. Please, please. Lastly, it's the obvious one, Ezekiel Elliott. When I got ESPN analyst on my Twitter feed saying... The Cowboys should trade for Russell Wilson, and here's why. Russ is better than Dak, which I don't disagree with. Um, and Russell Wilson will be a huge upgrade to not just the quarterback position, but just to the entire team, give him hope that even with bad coaching or bad ownership, that he can still get it done. He did it in Seattle. And that if you wanted to trade for Russell Wilson, that it would be a few first-rounders, the hell of it, take Ezekiel Elliott. And everybody's like, whoa, 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 what are we talking about here? I'm in the corner over there saying, I don't mind. If if you want to take that contract off your hands, go right ahead. Go right ahead because I'm off the Zeke train. I've been off it for uh, over a year now. I've really been off it. I don't... It's not necessarily more of what Ezekiel Elliott doesn't bring anymore. Because he's he's a good running back. But a good running back should not be paid $90 million to be good. Todd Gurley shouldn't have been paid that much money to be good. 
and be all right in Atlanta. We shouldn't pay Le'Veon Bell that much money for being terrible in New York and honestly worthless in Kansas City. This idea that we don't we don't pay the running backs the big bucks. How are you against that argument? There's only been one running back in the past twelve years in the Super Bowl um, in the Super Bowl games that has like a a salary over like twelve million, ten million. I think most of them are like two million. I mean, these guys are no names, really. I, I mean, like the the biggest name coming out of that list that I could remember is LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt ain't Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott ain't LeGarrette Blunt. I'm I'm good with Tony Pollard. I'm good with Rico Dowdle. Hell, I'm calling up whoever has Bo Scarborough, and I've said it time and time again. I'm calling up to get Bo and saying, let's just go with a, a fast Tony Pollard and a strong, hard-running Bo Scarborough. And I'm solid. I'm good. I don't need anything else. I got plenty of receivers. I got great tight ends. I got a great quarterback that can run. Do I need an Ezekiel Elliott? My offensive line isn't built for this anymore. We're we're so far gone from the Jason Garrett era of like our offensive line has to be great. And we'll just run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. This ain't Scott Linehan anymore, people. Jesus Christ. We don't need that anymore in Dallas. And Ezekiel Elliott is, is the remaining pieces of it. If we can if we could just get rid of Ezekiel Elliott, our reality of the Dallas Cowboys is we have a solid running game. Not the best, but no one needs the best. Think think about think about the Tampa Bay Bucks and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't even have their number one running back from a year ago. They didn't have Damian Williams. They get Clyde Edwards Alaire in the draft. Highly touted as one of the best running backs in college. Has a great first month. And then the next like few months is all right. They didn't even win. Tampa Bay Bucks win. And they have Ronald Jones. But guess what? It's not even their best running back. Leonard Fournette was the best running back in that team. But they're not paying him. Jacksonville didn't pay him that much money. Tampa didn't pay him that money. And they had Shady McCoy that did nothing. But they're paying these guys basically nothing to be an, a good running team. But they're not relying on that running game to, to win anything. The Cowboys are still in this idea that they need to run the ball in order to succeed. That's not the case at all. If you're going to draft CeeDee Lamb, if you're going to give a first-round draft pick to Amari Cooper, if you're going to give Michael Gallup all the money in the world, if you're going to give that extension to Blake Jarwin and keep Dalton Schultz, who you should, you never really have to run the ball. You run that play action, and you run it to the ground. You don't need Ezekiel Elliott. And right now, the name Ezekiel Elliott gets you a first-rounder. Maybe even two. But it opens up cap space for Dak Prescott and a bunch of these other guys I named. It opens up the idea that you can sign all these free agents like Justin Simmons, like Trey Boston, like Carl Joseph. Or if you want to go after Richard Sherman for a cornerback, great. You'll have three great corners when you had none a few years ago.
You can get a linebacker because you desperately need one. You can sign another great left tackle because you need one. Why give the the time of day to Ezekiel Elliott when you don't need an Ezekiel Elliott running back? That's my issue with that. It has nothing to do with Ezekiel Elliott himself. Look, he, he's matured. He's done better as of late. However, when I'm looking at his play last year, I'm looking at most of these games and I'm saying Tony Pollard outplayed him. Really, it wasn't until the last two or three games where Ezekiel Elliott, I'm like, he's running with some force now. Oh, good for him. Haven't seen it in years. I don't need that anymore. I don't need that of a $90 million running back. So get him out of there. If you want to trade him to anywhere else, uh, just don't don't get rid of Dak. Trade him to, to the Jets. Trade him to the Pittsburgh. I don't care. Send him somewhere. Because we don't need a big, brawlic dude who dominated in college and really hasn't done much in the last three years. Do I really want to pay that guy? Absolutely not. All right. Sorry, I went on that tangent. Um, the fifth on the list is going to be the players I think they should focus on developing and give chances to. I just mentioned Tony Pollard, who is great. That 49ers game just made me think, like, he's the one. Cedric Wilson, like I said earlier, Connor McGovern. I briefly talked about Neville Gallimore. This dude, for his size, has great feet, great hands, and... I didn't think he was going to develop that quickly this past season, but this dude's a stud. This dude is a starting defensive tackle that can stuff the run and get to the quarterback on the inside. I love him. And I said it as soon as he was drafted, after I watched his film, this is going to be a Cowboys fan, fav- fan favorite these next few years. And I think he's already done that. If you're a Cowboys fan and you don't know about Neville Gallimore, you're not watching the game. That man is really good, and the stats show it as well. Reggie Robinson I talked about earlier. Some other names I haven't really talked about. Francis Bernard was given like a lot of attention during the preseason and, and offseason workouts. He, he really impressed the coaches, but after that, it was just like he went under a rock. Like No one ever heard of Francis Bernard ever again, and he was pulled up to the main roster. And that was it. Like, nothing really came about Francis Bernard being on the roster. So, I'm looking at this linebacker position. I'm saying, Sean Lee, you're out of there. Jalen Smith, I want you traded. Lane Vanderish, if he could stay healthy, please, dear God. So, that that's a hole that they need to fill on that defense. Why not go for Francis Bernard? They're looking at some other free agents as well um, that, are, that are going on the market this year. Joe Thomas and um, and another name. I can't remember his name, but... Like, they, they desperately need linebackers this year. And if you don't give a chance to Francis Bernard, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And lastly, Bradley and I, who fundamentally is a great defensive end, lacks the size and and the strength that you would like at that defensive end position. Give this man a chance, though. Like, fundamentally, I think he can do really great things for this this team. I could see him being the, the carry hider of two or three years ago. Look this up. Like, you people don't understand. Y'all don't understand. This is this is something that I took to the fucking grave, or I will take to the fucking grave, is that the, the Cowboys completely dropped the ball when it came to Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder was, efficiency-wise, one of the best defensive ends in football last year. 
he went to a great organization like the 49ers. I get that. And that probably helps a lot. But this dude showed up. And they're like, where, where did he come from? Oh, he played for Dallas? That's weird. Well, that's because he played the same position as Demarcus Lawrence. And Demarcus Lawrence would always be on the field, except for maybe a few third downs. Every time I saw Kerry Hyder on that field, he made a play. He, he added a different element to that defense. And I take it to my grave that it was a mistake for the Cowboys to get rid of Kerry Hyder. He showed it this year. He showed it with the 49ers that he is a great defensive end. I don't want this to be the same thing. Bradley and I could be something. Kerry Hyder wasn't the biggest, the strongest. Bradley and I deserves a chance. And before we move on to the next thing, let's just talk about how many times the Cowboys have dropped the ball on players. Or they just somehow didn't work in Dallas, but they worked everywhere else. Think about it. Kerry Hyder is the latest example that comes to mind. But when I thought about it, just a few years ago, Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens was with the Cowboys for many years and was good. Then he goes to Kansas City, becomes a starting linebacker, wins the Super Bowl. All right, Bubba, yeah, that's just one example. Well, you don't have to look far for the next one. Morris Claiborne had high expectations with the Dallas Cowboys. Never worked out. Was a bust, really, in Dallas. Wins the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Now, granted, he wasn't the starting cornerback, but he was still a, a key element to that great secondary that won a, won a Super Bowl two years ago. That secondary was underrated. Brandon Carr. It's literally... Played with Morris Claiborne the same time in Dallas. Brandon Carr was terrible in Dallas. Goes to Baltimore and somehow becomes one of the most efficient cornerbacks and safeties in the NFL. Comes back here, doesn't work out. And then how many times have we seen the Cowboys miss an opportunity to get someone in the draft because they like someone else? You're going to tell me that we're going to just let go of the fact that they missed an opportunity to get TJ Watt? To get Thornhill, to get many other names that I can't think of, but I definitely know they're there. Bradley and I cannot be another example. And you know what's another name that we should watch out for that may not be on the Cowboys this year or the next year and could do really well somewhere else? Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong can be amazing somewhere else, but I think the Cowboys are holding him back because he, he has some times where I'm like, this man's phenomenal. And then sometimes where I'm like, this, this guy doesn't, he's not being coached right. Anyways, uh, another tangent, sorry. Uh, number six, I think we talked about this already. Reevaluate the look at the, or the way that we look at the safety position. They don't know how to draft safeties. They don't know how to coach safeties. They, they don't know how to do anything at that position. But that leads into my last point for the Dallas Cowboys offseason. And this is a far-fetched conclusion that will resolve this season, uh, maybe never, really. Jerry Jones needs to shut the hell up and stand back and just let people coach, let people play. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got 